In a world where our largest companies are effectively the scale of some entire countries, it's a true statement when people refer to I.O. as Google's own state of the union. Countless departments, teams, and visions colliding, inviting us to see through the haze of rhetoric and showmanship, attempting to piece together Google's grand strategy for market dominance. But it's that very strategy that, to many, has appeared to elude Google for such a long time. Countless abandoned products, roads not taken, and big bets that delivered nothing short of vaporware. This year's I.O., though, seemed a little bit different. Not just because some people were finally attending in person, thanks COVID, but a thread could almost be seen woving through each of the products, platforms, and feature announcements. So let's dive in both feet and see what lies ahead for Google, Android, and beyond at I.O. 2022. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And that's it. No, that's <laughs> and a, then silence. A, for, for those of you that may have accidentally or maybe on purpose caught one of our previous episodes, you know that we are a man down today. Uh, Cody is enjoying some well-deserved time away, but uh, that notwithstanding, it was one of those weeks where we couldn't just take some time off because uh, rumor has it, Sarge, uh, Google got some people together, both in person and primarily remote for uh, I.O. this week. Yeah, there was actually a lot, looking at the audience on the video for the keynote, more than I expected. a lot more people yep. than I expected to be there. And, and they had a lot and, you know, masked and unmasked people all congregating together. And I mean, there had to be, what, four or five hundred people there probably? Near the as I could tell. Again, fr yeah. from, from, the, from the video feed, it, that can be deceiving to tell sometimes. But it certainly looked like several hundred people at least. And I mean, all setting the obvious COVID-related concerns aside for a second, not making light of it, but just setting it aside, it was, I don't know, it, it was oddly comforting for the first time in so long to kind of see people together like, and the cheering and the, person, you know, when they would sure, announce a yeah. product and that's the, there, I have so many fond memories going back over all the years and years of these big announcements. And like right. these companies have done the best they can with these infomercial style announcements, looking yeah. at you, Cupertino. <laughs> um, and, well, that was... and they, they are what they are, but I love even not being there, the energy you can still tap into from those get-togethers. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I was going to bring up too was the thing that I didn't miss about those with the live <laughs> audience is you can tell that, you know, they're probably, I don't know if they've got teleprompters or if it's just something they've sure. rehearsed beforehand, but there's moments where you could tell they were expecting people to cheer and they didn't. So there's like that moment of awkward silence where they somewhere, announce somewhere they there's a, a teleprompter that says pause for pause. applause and right. there was none. And, and yeah. it's like crickets, you know, and then they're like, and we keep rolling. That happened, I don't know, four or five times when four I was watching times. it. Yeah. I was like, oh boy, that's awkward. And then they just keep rolling with it. Yeah. And not not to jab or poke at Google because I mean that that's a pretty standard uh, yeah. standard affair for any of these. I mean, sometimes you can only get so excited about you know the twenty seventh update to this search algorithm or that right. post processing technology or whatever. And I'm sure the guy who was the product manager for it is very excited as he should be about the accomplishment he was involved in. Yeah, but it doesn't always get that pop from the audience that you're necessarily. Yeah. Looking and and for. I mean that was the thing. It, this felt long to me this felt very stretched out for a keynote. It, well, it was two was hours flight. yeah that's that's a long one yeah it was big and you know and they started out and the stuff they started out with was all really cool stuff but it wasn't like a 
you know, I guess I'm the guy, ga- I'm a gadget guy. Like you are, you know, I'm, right. I'm there for the, the new doodads. Give and, me the thing. Yeah. Like I want to see the things, you know, and they were talking a lot about software, about the stuff under the hood, about, you know, updates to maps and the really cool 3d mapping they're doing and their search algorithms and, you know, multi-search and, you know, picture searching with words and some AR stuff. And we'll get into all of it more later, obviously, but there was a lot of, it was front loaded with a lot of, under the hood stuff and then you finally got to the the gadgets at the end so it took a sure. little while to get where i wanted to be but you know that was just my personal <laughs> thing well and, and i think we're in true solid state format we're going to meander our way through this sure. one quite a bit i have a feeling and certainly not in the order in which they announced it at the event and um I guess let's just cut to the chase. I know you and I both are primarily excited about the gadgets. We yep. like the thing. And and so much of what Google is, is that intangible product. I mean, let's, let's start with, you could start with search and work your way out. These are all things we m- metaphorically digitally touch every day, yep. you know, in search and maps and, you know, assistant and G, all these things. But the the physical manifestation of those things, be it a phone, a watch, peeking ahead a tablet peeking more ahead you know that, mm-hmm. that that's still like the 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 stuff that that's what still gets me the most excited yeah, because that's too. like that's that thing i see it sitting on my desk it's in my pocket i yeah. you know get get to show it to people that's that's the excitement that for me builds around the services that make google what they are with you know search and ai and machine learning and all those other things happening at the core of them yeah. um but also and I think this is going to be one of the undertones of this episode is also in true Google fashion. Some of the announcements were certainly all over the place as is Google. I mean, Google yeah. is just continues to be on brand as yeah, that, that company was my, that is just trying it all. That was my thought process was when I was watching this was, man, these guys are very ADHD. Like they, don't, <laughs> they're not, they're not focused on right. any, like they don't go in and make the, put all of their eggs in one basket and you know here is the greatest phone we've ever created with the best materials the best camera the right. best this all in one package we worked so hard on this we've optimized the hardware the so- no it's like here's a phone here's a tablet here's a watch here's earbuds here's 16 different you know new technologies and and they're touching on everything and back and forth between all these things and I'm like okay who I mean I, they're a giant company they have whole departments focused on sure. all of these things it just it felt to me like my thought when I was watching it was wow their R&D department is as fragmented as the Android OS is that right. was my thought when I was watching it. It was like, man, they are all over the map. Really, you could back out and say Google is as fragmented as yes. its Android operating system. Yeah, exactly. And, There's just so yeah. many different layers to everything that they're doing constantly, all these different things. And it's like, where's the focus? That was my my well, takeaway from it. And, and, you, and you're right. And I think a lot of that can be and is a byproduct of, let's call it what it is. As long as the truckloads of search and ad money keep showing up, they yeah. can afford to make these big bets almost to infinity, which in yeah, some ways is good because someone's got to be making them. You know, they have to drive the industry forward and put the resources and the tools in the hands of the geniuses that actually make this stuff out of yeah. nothing. And so good for that. But to your point and my never ending frustration, I still look at them as an organization without direction. Um, yes. Yeah. That was my yeah. thing was, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's any 
point unify there's no unified, unified theory yeah. of google you know right. what i mean like that's and that's i this is not meant as a shot at sundar he has an enormous job to do considering the size of google and google is right. just one of those companies it's basically a country you yeah. know when you well, really think about yeah. it and it that that job is possibly bigger than any one man it just it, it just it just might be but it is still even if we step down from the CEO level to from a product management and product direction, I still think there's room for, if there can't be a unified theory of Google, there should at least be a unified theory of Pixel and right. Android and Chrome. Yep. And and then to be able to align these products on at least a semi-parallel course. I get it. Sometimes the Chrome OS team be like, guys, we believe that this is the future of this widget and we're going to go down that road. That might not always be in a lockstep with what Android team is thinking or the Gmail team is thinking. And all right, but they could at least have that's a, fine. They can yes. at least have a 30,000 foot goal that they're all yes. trying to get to through their different things. So they have like an overarching goal. And maybe they do. They just don't release that to us. But it just they it might, feel like they do. They may not ever be, they may not always or ever be converging on the same precise spot, they could at least end up in the same area code. And that's just what it feels like sometimes where it's like, I get it. You guys have some really, really smart ideas that are way over my head. I can't wait to, you know, play with the, the fruits of those labors, but to just have it all going at least point in the same cardinal direction, I think would do a lot for, I'm not talking about making them Apple. Because Apple yeah. is categorically different this way, where Apple as a company, not always, but more often than Google for sure, has an overarching strategy. We are going to have the iPhone team do this. That's going to feed this over into iPad, and yep. that's going to trickle over into the Mac and the watch, well, yeah. all and these things. Got, you know, they, they fragmented their OSs a little bit. They've got sure. you know, Mac OS, iOS, and the iPad OS, and the watch and the TV, but they all still have the same underlying architecture that then feeds from there. So it feels like there's some sort of cohesion across all the product lines. There's at least a, there's at least a veneer of cohesion amongst them versus you step over into Google. Again, this is also part of what makes Google special in its own way. Uh, Going back to my original point, I don't want them to be Apple any more than I want Apple to be Google. Our world is big enough to have both approaches, but my frustration with Google sometimes comes from, it does get turned up to 11 at times in places that it otherwise doesn't need to, where it's like, okay, I love what you're doing with this thing over here in Android. Could we pretty please just get some parallel version of that over on Chrome OS and then have it so that when I have my Chrome OS device that it actually, the the mere fact that you can be on a Chrome OS device and the Android app experience continues to be as bad as it is. And I have the same argument with Apple, mind you. Again, it's not casting stones. I should be able to open my MacBook and use almost any iOS app with impunity. And the fact that that's you, not yeah, there right consistently. Now, yeah, yeah. You absolutely can't. And same with Microsoft. And the this is a this is a platform wide problem. And part of what I think that stems from is these initiatives are not always being driven from the top the way they should be at a leadership level to say this is where we as a company want to get. You are all empowered to do the things that you do so well as long as it is with the end goal, the end vision being we're all going to end up here. And yeah. then look at the next thing. So, and, and going back to this event and the whole reason we're talking today, this event, I think, 
showed that through and through where there was tons of things that I got very excited about, but then a lot of those, a lot of that excitement was tempered with two things. How much of it's potentially vaporware? You know, yeah. will we, we got no it, dates, <laughs> right? What, what amount of this is going to end up in the Google recycle bin? Right. And then beyond that, uh, you know, how much of it is going to deliver on interact with any of their other services? Um, so I guess right. we might as well just dive right in. I mean, we could, we yeah. could talk on the fragmentation topic forever. Forever. Uh, yep. We're probably better yep. off just diving into the event itself. And I, I don't know about you. I think I want to start with what I think was maybe one of the least exciting, but possibly one of the most telling announcements for me. And that was the pixel six a. Okay. Um, anytime one of our mainline top tier names launches a phone, even here in 2022, I still think that's noteworthy. You know, it's when yeah. you get a Google, Apple, Microsoft, now these days, even Samsung. Although if you followed Samsung, you'd be following it every week. Um, cause there's always a galaxy insert Something letter here out. phone yeah. coming out because that's just their strategy. So, but we talk about a Google launching a phone, even their mid cycle phone. Cause that's what the a series has become. It's the mid cycle in between mainline and mainline. Here is our best tech that we can squeezed into as affordable a package as possible. Yeah, and, and I, I have continue to, say, to think that's a great thing to do. And I have to say the price point on this phone is fantastic. I it mean, is for four, four forty nine. I mean, yep. that's, that's insane yeah, just, for a, a phone. Let's just get there with it being, so it's four forty nine, and what I think is a 6.1 inch. So what they call, you know, very pocketable. And that yep. just, and I agree with them compared to many. I just think it's so funny when I think about like, I what remember my first with? six inch phone and yeah. thinking, my God, it's this huge. thing is a skateboard. Yeah. Um, yep. So I just, that, that, that will never not make me chuckle. Um, so four forty nine and going back to what it does deliver four four forty gosh four four forty nine um it, it is pretty impressive most you can see they're doubling down on tensor so tensor yep. is their soc their system on chip that is that is their and a I'm just going to get out of the way now. There's going to be a lot of Google to Apple comparisons as we go through the gadgets because yeah. those are just the easiest parallels to draw. So that disclaimer out of the way. This is their A slash M chip. You know what I mean? This this yeah. is their this is their house silicon. <laughs> going back to a previous solid state episode, it's their ARM based yep. um, in house chip SOC and Tensor. It, it that's meaningful for this to have a Tensor chip, the basically same Tensor chip that's in the mainline six and six Pro. Yep. That's a big deal. That's a lot of horsepower. When we talk about on device machine learning and AI and everything else that device is capable of, you can see that is where Google's focus lies. Yeah, for for a phone that's one third the price of a flagship phone. Yep. You know, it's, I mean that's with the same impressive. with the same power there. I mean, the, it looks to me reading through the specs, the thing that they held back on with this one was the camera. Um, yes. Their big a, phones have 50 megapixel sensors and this one has a 12 megapixel sensor. Now the, the megapixels thing, that's another episode because you know, they say it's a 50 megapixel or a 48 megapixel, but it's re but really the pictures you get from it are still 12, 12 megapixels in size. They just take, you know, multiple shots and then combine pixels to create the sharpest, whatever, whatever yes. image that you can out of it. So, I mean, there's a lot more machine learning technology there going on behind the scenes to get your 12, but it's, it's essentially still a 12 megapixel. So, you know, but it's, this one is a smaller sensor. So there'll probably be more noise in low light shots and it won't, you know, be quite as sharp or crazy clear. Well, as let's the call it what it is. is. It but. is the, it is the camera 
that 12 megapixel sensor. So, you know, that is the camera that came out of the Pixel 3 all the way through the Pixel 5a. Okay. So same, same sensor that they had in multiple phones. They, and that, and that was, those were very, they, those took very good pictures too, if I remember. Very right. good. But it was, they were very good because of the computational photography going on, not right. necessarily because the camera was so great. So I think, I think right. it's less important to get into the nitty gritty of why the camera is not great and more just to point out their, their, their parts binning that camera, I'm sure to get the price down, but it also shows if somewhere in a meeting, I love pictures. Somewhere at Google, there was a meeting where we said, where they said, guys, we can do one of two things. We can get a tensor chip in this thing, or we can do what we've done to date, which is squeeze the mainline camera into a cheaper phone and make the phone about the camera. There was a moment there. There was a moment in time where they went for the chip. A, I agree with the decision. Let's, I I do think that that was the the smart play. If someone cared about the camera enough, they already have a pixel six or six pro. They just do. I don't think anyone who cared that much about the camera was waiting on this phone. No, for Um, sure. Their direction is very much being driven by the chip. Um, So that there was a moment where that decision was made and I agree with it. But what I think, um, what I really do think makes this more interesting is the price becomes less attractive when you line the six a up against the six. Okay. What I, I don't know what the six goes for. So so the, so the Pixel Six starts at five ninety nine. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, that's not so, really that much of a difference. So when we start thinking about yes, in a world of iPhone Pros and Samsung Galaxy, you know, um, Ultras and things like that, when we, when you're talking four figure phones, absolutely four forty nine is hugely attractive. But if we think about Google, already is not pricing the six and the six Pro lineup at that you know, call it, they're not Huge in the comic club. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run down a quick side by side. Thanks to, you know, Tom's hardware. And I guess the 449 price point becomes less compelling. The more time I spend with this list. So I'm going to run okay. down and you let me know what you think. Okay. So pixel a in one corner, pixel six, not pro just the pixel six in the other corner. So 449 okay. versus 599 pixel six. A is sitting on a 6.1 inch versus a 6.4 inch OLED. No, they're both OLED displays. They're both in the same category. What's different is the Pixel 6a has a 60 hertz refresh rate. The 6 gets you to 90. Okay. I'm I'm one of those refresh rate people. Now, do I wish it was 120? Absolutely. But even sure. just that that jump to 90 hertz, for at least for me, that is a difference maker. That that yep. is absolutely a difference. Yeah, you'll you'll notice that difference in scrolling and apps mm-hmm. and things like that for sure. But then we started getting things like RAM, where Android is known to be a wee bit of a memory hog compared to others. Right. Pixel 6a at six gigs, Pixel 6 at eight. Okay. So that's, yep. you know, that that's enough that it's, you know, a, a difference. Makes a difference. At their, base, yep. at their baseline, they're both 128 gigs of storage. So we're, we're, we're flatlined there. But then you, then you finally get into the cameras, which I think are, going back. That, that is a difference maker. Like that, that 50 megapixel camera more than just the the sum total of the difference from 12 to 50 there's just and this is way more in your category when you start getting to f-stops and things like what these sure. cameras are what the glass the is capable different. of yeah there's just these are cameras from two different species i mean really they're, they're, there's yeah. a big enough difference there so um and they get into more you know really really in the weeds the the six charges at almost double the speed over wired things like that. I mean, there are obviously again. So when we start thinking about what does one hundred and fifty dollars buy you, it's buying you 
in my opinion, the camera already makes it an argument, but it buys you the yeah. camera two, plus several two gig, other things. Two gigs more RAM. Yeah, there, there's uh-huh. and the refresh rate on the screen. Is the yes. is the Tensor chip in both of them the exact same generation, or is one newer than the other? They are. I do not know if they're down to the megahertz. Like if one is potentially being clocked at a different speed, but they are the same generation Tensor oh, chip. chip. The, ne- okay. the next, the next gen Tensor chip has been teased for the Pixel Seven, which we'll talk about soon in the upcoming Pixel Pixel Tablet. But as far as these phones are concerned, they are the same generation of Tensor chip. Okay, so yeah, I mean that that to me right there, that I, I would end up going if I was picking out a phone today between those two, I would end up going with the six over the six A. For sure, for $150, absolutely. $150 and, and, more, yeah, that doesn't... And I'm not making light of $150. If you're in a position where, you know, that is the deal breaker, I still think the 6A is a great phone. <laughs> I get that. Right. That's going to be a good experience. Five years of security updates, you know, Pixel always yeah. gets first in line for software. I mean, there's, there's genuine reasons why it's a good choice. But if someone, again, were coming to me and saying, which one should I get? My answer would be, you know, save your nickels longer and, and get, get six, and, yeah. and, and step up because Pro, I do, yeah. I think the sum total of the difference between the two is still worth more than the $150 investment. I think you're getting more than $150 more phone in the six. Yeah. It sure sounds that way. Yeah. Even, even just the, the Ram, the refresh rate, those kind of things will make a huge difference in, I would agree. And when you're going back and switching between apps, you're not gonna have to refresh those apps as often, all that kind of stuff. So, yep. So I, I do think the six, a, the most interesting thing about the 6A for me is not the phone itself, but it, it's what it says about Google's direction. And for me, it was that it was that decision, that moment in whatever conference room it was where they said, we're going the processor route and not the camera route. And that says everything I need to know about where their priorities are. I agree with them, but it, I think that's the most showing piece of that phone. All right. And then last thing on this one, just because I can't let them get away with it because they brought it on themselves because when the five came out, they had commercials about how the five had the headphone jack, <laughs> headphone jack, and how and you know we still got a headphone jack and all this kind of stuff. Well, guess what? The six A doesn't nah. have it anymore. It's gone. And I'm assuming yeah. we'll have to see. We didn't get a lot of information about the seven um, and the seven Pro. It's yet. not going to have a headphone jack, but Let's it's just... probably not going to have a headphone jack either. So because they, I mean, uh, you know, skipping ahead as we do, they're putting out you know new Pixel buds as well. Yep that have we might now, as well just segue right into it yeah it's, yep, there we go it, yeah the, well, but pausing on that the war is over we lost yeah, I, yeah. On, on the on the it on the headphone head front jack yep, yeah, yeah it just it was it was a great fight everyone we all had fun not Be it's over to we buy lost wireless buds or Be, or, a or dunk, some kind of converter yep 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 so um but that does segue over into uh the make sure i get this right the pixel buds pro yes yep. um, pixel so Bud new pro. New entry into the Pixel Bud lineup. Though I mean, I think the big party trick there is, you know, Google's going, you know, crazy as always on their machine learning and whatnot yeah. um, to bring what they're claiming is really great active noise cancellation. And, and, and am out. I right in their previous Pixel Buds that they have did not even have active noise canceling? I, I, it was just I passive only. I, Basically, the I, earplug portion a, of it. <laughs> this is the first Pixel Bud to bring ANC, is my understanding. Okay. I've not actually owned any of them to date. It's just yeah. they've never fit into my personal product lineup. But I, if I remember correctly, this is the first entry into that lineup to have ANC out of the box. Okay. And I mean, the the price point gets you, you know, again, like we said, we're going to have some comparisons here because it's yep. the most direct comparison. They're, they're the easy so, ones to make. Yep. So these, I'm comparing these to the the iPod or 
AirPod Pro, the AirPod Pro. Yeah. So those are they're active noise canceling. Um, and it looks like these are going to be about $50 cheaper. They're saying they're going to come in at mm-hmm. 199 And of course, you can get the Apple version on sale for 199 It happens you all can. the time. But so, this is also a Google product. It's going to be on sale the first time yep. someone sneezes in California. Sure. It just, yeah. That's just that's the way that's that goes with Google yes. products. So, I mean, it, I mean, it's saying seven hours of battery life when you're using with ANC. noise canceling. Yeah. Which I don't have a oh. comparison up in front of me, but based on my actual experiences using AirPods Pro, that seems like a pretty solid number. It's a, it's a solid number. I mean, it would have to be just based on the form factor. And of course, you know, this is not a visual sure. medium, so I can't bring it up and show it. It it looks, they look beefy based True. on the picture. It, it looks, it looks almost borderline awkward to me Interesting. Um, with how big it's going to be on, on the side of your head, because, you know, at least the Apple ones have the, the, the pros have the, like a little bulge where right. it comes out of your ear, but it still fits within your ear canal. And then it has the stem that goes yep. down, you know, and they're shorter stems on the pro. So that's something these have no stem. It's just a, you know, nodule that sticks out yep. from your ear on both sides. And that piece looks rather large to me. Yeah. Um, and I, and again, I haven't put these in my ear. I have no idea right. how they feel. And I have no idea what it looks like in your hand size wise. I'm just looking well, at and, it. And to save us the conjecture, I'm just going to go ahead and announce it. Now we'll be doing a what's in the box episode on all of this stuff. Yeah. So that's, you know, we're pre-orders, I guess, again, jumping around all over the place as we do pre-orders for this. And I believe the seven, I'm sorry, the six a as well are July 21st. July. Yep. So, so we'll, yep, we'll check are. those out. So, so they're, 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 which is, I will say, want to point out too, that's out a while. Like, it is. I, it's further they, out than I thought. I mean, first of all, they didn't do a lot of announcements for pre-order. There's only two or three things that they even that announced pre-orders even pre-order. on. Everything else yep. was just coming soon, and we have no yep. idea when. So, uh, yeah, the, the two devices that I know of with pre-orders is the phone, the six A specifically mm-hmm. phone, and these and these um, Pixel Buds Pro. So those are what we're looking at for July 21st. I just we're that's more than two months away. And I get it. This is 2022. We are in the middle of an ongoing supply chain and logistics crisis. That, that's just, that is the reality we continue to live in. I'm just still really surprised less about the pixel buds, bro. That's their headphones. They sound like pretty good headphones. I can't wait to try them out. They they sound like they're going to be a really good competitor for the the AirPod Pro for sure. And the last thing, because I know I'll forget to circle back, the other feature I'm mainly excited to try out on them is they're carrying Bluetooth multipoint, which is not a common feature these days. And connecting to two devices at once, that is something I do throughout the day. And I will give credit. Apple, for the most part, does a good job of bouncing device to device. The handoff between my phone and my iPad and my MacBook, like it it does a good job, but it's not perfect. The thought of being connected to two devices at once, that could bring a lot of utility if it's done well and works in application. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and and this does have, from what I read, it has um, the spatial audio that like right. that, that Apple does so well, these pixel buds will have that spatial audio as well on the, on the Dolby content and things like that, where I have to say, it's one of my favorite things about my AirPods is that spatial audio. When, that you, when you get, when you, if you're an audio guy like me, when you get that sound where it actually works when you're watching a video and somebody says something in the room or you turn to look at something and the audio actually f- 
stays where your device is. So all of a sudden the people are all talking from your left side on the show you're watching. And, and it feels like it feels more immersive when it's happening all around you. And it's right. very cool that they're not the only game in town doing this at, at this price point. You know, you're yep. not having to go out and buy $400, you know, over, over ear headphones that to get this kind of um, spatial audio. So it's, it's very cool yeah. that they're doing and some, some competition. Like we always say, healthy competition is what we're looking for. And it's is good that good this healthy competition us, is out there. Yeah. Absolutely. So. so, so back to my earlier point on these July 21st pre-order dates hitting a week later, uh, less about the pixel buds, more about the phone. I taking the decision point of the tensor versus the camera and setting that informative moment aside and just looking at this as a piece of consumer tech hitting the market. Late July seems really late in the cycle. It does. To even bother selling. And, unless unless the their cycle is is going to be shifting that far for everything, which means when they announce when they finally announce the dates for the seven and the seven, seven pro, it's gonna end up being six months later than we expected to. And and that is entirely possible. We don't know what challenges they're having getting the things built, getting them shipped, getting them in hand, what production challenges there could be, development challenges. I'm not pretending to know that level of what their world is dealing with, but I just I get it. They have a conference. They need to announce what's going on, get developers yeah. excited, write code for their stuff. Yay. But something that's already not a top tier device to begin with, like that's not a top tier device today. If, if I could put one in my hands right here, right now, it would already be, as it is priced, a middle range device, which is fine. Right. Lower middle range price point wise anymore. Um, but now I think, okay, two months in the future, which doesn't seem like a lot of time, but in the context of the modern 12 to 18 month hardware cycle that we really kind of see ourselves in with these, not that people use replace them frequently, but announcement wise. Yeah. That that's an eternity. It that is. really is out there. So we'll see. I just think the device itself, it feels to me like a device they knew they had to release. I don't think, I don't know if they necessarily have a sales goal or a, we'd really, of course they have a sales goal, but it's not like, you know, we need to hit this or else. I think this was more of a, we know we have to make it. We know we have to ship it. We know it's all really about the pixel seven. That's the only reason why they would talk about the thing at the yeah, event at where the they're announcing time, they're the phone. Announcing a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think segues really well into the stuff they announced that doesn't have a release date even a yes, little bit. Not even a little um, bit. Yeah. We might as well just jump straight to the Pixel 7 because there's not a whole lot to say. Yeah, there um, isn't. I mean, it looks uh, cool. I mean, the, I like the, the form the camera bar. The camera bar is here to stay. Then that that is yeah. further informed by the 6A. And now yep. we've seen of the 7. That was a very polarizing design, de design decision. But I will say the big part of it that I stand behind is at least it's something a little bit different. It makes yeah. it noticeable. I mean, I not having used one of these phones before, I mean, I've been in the the iPhone thing for a while. And I'm mm -hmm. so entrenched in their app store that that's probably what I'll keep getting for my personal phone. When I look at this phone though, it's appealing to look at, like I enjoy the aesthetics of these pixel phones. I think they do a great job with the design. Um, right. I like that camera bar. I think it looks great. And it I, is, I do, yeah. and it is different than like, you know, people just like doing a whole, you know, Apple's got its cube of lenses. And then the, yeah. the other guys, Samsung or whoever has like a row of lenses, you know, that go halfway uh -huh. down the phone. Everyone's I don't got know. their thing. Yeah. They got and their I'm thing. Just, and, and this does I'm set happy it to see another so, thing. Exactly. It's yeah. A little it, bit it, of differentiation. And I like that. It's good. You know, it's, it's set in some like, you know, machined aluminum or whatever it is. It looks, it yep. looks slick. It looks 
pro, it looks expensive. You know, well, when, what we do know is they're they're keeping with two two points, two sizes, so the seven and the seven pro, the seven having two cameras, the pro having three. We know mm-hmm. nothing about those cameras. Right. Is are they gonna keep the same fifty megapixel sensor around like they did through several generations of the twelve megapixel sensor? Or is this yeah. another pivot point to a newer, bigger camera? I don't know. Um, so we'll just have to watch out. But that's yeah. that's really it. And I, I do think all we got was coming, coming later, this fall. I was going to say, at least it was a this year date because then that pivots over into the other, one of the other announcements they made, which is the Pixel tablet. Um, Google's coming back to the tablet boys. And it's going to be, and it's going to be their first tensor tablet as well. I mean, because the tensor is kind of new. So this will be the first time that we've seen that new system on a chip in a, in a tablet. So now you've mentioned this before in a previous episode, I think about, the tab like their tablet OS, like Android's tablet OS has not been great so far, right? Well, the, their, their tablet support, it's not that it hasn't been great, it's been non-existent. Okay. Google has not first party supported a tablet form factor really since the old um, Nexus 7, Nexus 10 days. Um, Which is basically the- a large phone now. Yeah, the there seven. was a pic. There was a pic. <laughs> yeah, right. There was a pixel slate. It was awful. I mean, truly okay. almost unusable. Um, that was the last time they touched a tablet op- uh, form factor. And mm-hmm. since then, Google has left it to Samsung and others to cobble together their own tablet experiences with little to no direct support from from Google first party. Until we saw early looks at Android 12 L, which is a right. fork internal fork of Android 12 built for large form factor screens. Um, I have to imagine what we'll see on this Pixel tab is going to be more like a Android 13 L or, you know, Android TO, who knows, something for yeah, tablets something. or whatever yeah. have you, um, which is great. I mean, for them, they're the ones making the operating system. They can make it at a, at a base level. They can make it good uh, in ways that, you know, kudos to Samsung for, again, I'm a very happy user of my, of my um, S8 tablet thing. It's great. Right. But you can very much see the seams where Samsung had to get in there at the nuts and bolts level and make it work um, versus you can just tell the ideas are all there, but it could have been or should have been so much better had it been done at the first party level by the people writing the operating system. Okay. So that's what I'm hopeful for out of this. Um, They also announced coming much sooner, like basically starting right away, ongoing updates to several of Google's first party applications. So like, again, me as a S8 tablet user, I should, and I haven't had a chance to really play around with it too much yet, but I should start seeing better tablet experiences from those first party Google apps as they update through the Google play store. So very hopeful and looking forward to that, but really it's, it's the, it's the experience of using the device. I want windowing done right i want you know multitasking done right and all the all the things that if you sit down with the intent to use this thing to actually get something done and not just pure consumption there are operating system level things that need to be there and that's what i'm personally very hopeful for out of this it's going back to our comparison it's something apple still struggles with yeah apple has apple is sitting on the throne with the ipad right now for what it is and the iPad struggles at being anything more than a consumption device. 
Yeah, it's very true. I mean, they don't really have good, I mean, they say they have multitasking, but it doesn't work in any real tangible way. Like you it's expect there. multitasking. It sucks. To, yeah. I have all the toys, all the, all the things that should come together to make that a device. I should be able to accomplish almost anything. And it's not the, it's not the software at the app level. It is the operating system that continues yeah. to get in the way from making that a reality. So there is very much an opportunity here. I will say just the little sneak peeks Google has given of what this tablet's going to look like. I guess yawn is the is yeah, the best. It, it looks very standard, run of the mill. Yeah, it's just yeah. a it's just a square piece of glass, a little bit of a border around it with the camera no. on the landscape. But it's also side, a tablet portrait so, side. So I, I guess I I can and will forgive that if it's at least made of good materials mm-hmm. with a good screen. For me, a tablet is all about. I want a good a good sized great screen in front of my face. That is yeah. what I want out of it. And bar none, it's going it, to, this is going to be made or broken off the software that yeah, that's got to be the delivery. I can get past a air quotes, boring piece of metal, plastic and glass. If it's running a piece of software that makes that experience worthwhile, they can iterate on the hardware later if they get the software in my hands. And it sounds to me like for, from what I've heard through the grapevine, Google has actually made some hires yes. on their side for developing their tablet OS more. So it sounds to me like they're beefing up the department that would be doing that. So they're definitely planning on hopefully making something that's a little bit more game changing by bringing right. on some really smart folks that can do that. So, yeah. So the, the one thing I'll say is that whereas the pixel seven was at least currently slated for later this year, uh, the tablet is they're tagging it out of the gate as 2023 sometime. You know, yeah. c- coming, we hope. What I read was, is, is coming. 2023. Is the, coming. the tablet yeah. is coming. And that's yes. it. That's all we get is, that's, it's, it's that's, on its way. We're not going to tell you when, but. There is exists. definitely a whiteboard somewhere that totally says Pixel tablet on it. And exactly. that's about as I'm much gonna, as we know. Yep, that's what um, we got but right it, now. But it, but it is coming. Um, Much more, well, hopefully much more timely than that is one of the other big announcements. And probably one of, if not the most anticipated announcements. And that's the Pixel Watch. Um, yeah. for Google to finally and fully throw their hat back into this smartwatch ring. Again, going back to Apple is sitting very, very happy on the Apple watch mountain right now. Um, and I, I would love to see someone come fight them for it. Um, yeah, we need some competition, level. some real competition in that space. There's, you know, the Fitbit watches out there. Samsung has their gear watches. You have one of those, right? The Samsung watch. The, yep, I do. And the, you know, I haven't, four. I haven't used one personally yet. I have to say, looking at the, the pixel watch that they put out, yep. it very much to me looks like renders that people have made over the years when they're like, you know, Apple needs to put I out wish a Apple round would make a round watch. watch. I wish Apple yep. would make a round watch. Like, I thought this the literally looks like Apple's round watch to me. Like they, the form pack, it looks great. I, mean, I almost really feel like they're making job. it at some of those renders and I'm yeah. okay with that by the way. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's a slick I think it looks watch. Great. Yeah. It, it really looks Going great. back to this is, this is you know, obviously not a visual medium. So I guess we should do some describing. Um, it is, it is, as you've already said, a round watch domed glass design, um, you know, recycled aluminum, uh, recycled metal, you know, chassis around it. Yep. Um, you know, easily swappable bands. I'm sure, you know, because like it has a, 
third party a, band support all has a crown that looks very much like the apple digital crown yep, like that physical, you, you, you'll probably crown. be able to turn and push and all that yep. for for navigating the apps so so all, all the basic party tricks are there and it looks great if you haven't seen it yet look up the pre-renders that that google's put out i i really do i i, I look forward to getting this on my yeah. wrist Again, yeah for anybody who is like i'm sure what's in the box you know, i'm i'm waiting for a you know i i don't like the square look of the watch like here's your watch like they finally right. put out a digital watch that's for those people yep. who just can't live without that round watch face it looks yep. really really good it, it look it looks great and then it's of course running the new wear os 3 that um going back to my samsung watch that would that came out of the partnership between samsung and google to kind of inject some fresh life into the Wear OS platform. This is going to be continue to bear the fruits of those labors. And we're going to see, you know, that, that latest, greatest software, of course, it being a pixel device. But then the other big standout here is this is going to be the first device to feature direct Fitbit integration following Google's yes. acquisition of Fitbit. And, and I feel like that is bigger than they made it out to be Absolutely. in their announcement. That's huge. That's anybody who's been wearing those like kind of limited Fitbit devices that's really that really likes what Fitbit does for their for their fitness goals. I mean, if, right? Like, here's a really fully featured watch finally that integrates completely with Fitbit. I think that's a lot bigger a lot bigger deal than they've let on. So I agree, completely agree. So uh, obviously, all of this, as with anything, is effectively vapor until we get it. Um, you know, the the promise of it sounds great. Um, I, I just I want the hardware to be as great as it looks, yeah. but more important than that than that. Much like what I said about the tablet, the software's got to be there. It's got to be snappy. It's got to be quick. It's got to get the job done. The, the the health tracking stuff needs to be there. Apple learned that not as quickly as they should have, but they didn't learn it, that yeah. the Apple Watch's success was going to be built on a pile of fitness features. And obviously this is Fitbit we're talking about here. They should have this on lock, should already be but there. they've yep. got to deliver. So my, I guess my big question about this is your, you've told, you said this about your Samsung watch. Yep. It does not connect to an Apple device. I'm assuming it will be the same for this one. I don't know. I would, based on that experience, I would have to imagine that's the case. Right, because it's the same OS running underneath yep. it. So I would assume, unless yep. they, unless they're working, they can on do. Some sort of they can do anything they want. Yeah. At the end of the day, they can write an app, get it through the app store. As long as Apple approves it, they they, they can do anything they want. It was, and I would have to imagine it could get through because it worked in the past. Right. Some, going back to, there was a meeting somewhere where someone made a decision and says, we're not going to keep investing resource into a middling experience on iOS because the iOS experience was middling compared you, you to basically using these got, devices on. You got notifications Android. and, and, um, text messages and things like that. And that was about it. Yeah. We're playing fast to lose with notifications, but yes, okay, I mean, sure. not, they were not rich. They, it was, it, it was a second class experience. Absolutely. And I go back to things I agree, I agree with better to not do it than do it poorly. poorly I can't connect sure. my Apple watch to an Android device. True. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, going, being fair and going both ways. Am I a big fan of lock-in? No, but if you're not going to triple down and commit to we're going to make the best experience we can on all these platforms, then I'd rather just not do it at all and focus your resources on giving me the best possible experience on your own platform, on your own devices, in your ecosystem. Yeah, true. Yeah. And, and I mean, and again, I, I don't, this wouldn't, you know, I love the way this watch looks. It's not going to get me to switch. You know what I mean? No. Like where I would have to completely change my phone and my watch to get over to this form factor. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have me doing that. But, you know, 
I have to say, I look at this and I go, man, if Apple put that out next, I would, I would pick up one of those. Like I would yep. upgrade my watch to get one in that form factor because I do really like the way it looks. I think they did a great job with it. Yep. Agreed. And then what's, what else did they announce here? So well, I think that was most of the physical, pro- the physical well, okay, there, stuff, there's, there's, yeah. there's going to be some software upgrades to existing physical devices. Like they talked about the Nest Hub Max is getting yeah. um, uh, this glance support where rather than having to say, hey, and then the G word, um, <laughs> I'm sitting in a room full of them and I don't want right. to treat everyone yeah. to it. Um, <laughs> they're going to be utilizing, this was important, what they claim to be local only visual yes, processing. They very they stress that a lot. Very yeah. importantly, on device recognition of the appropriate person looking at the device, voice matching it to that person and then reacting to hot words and phrases um and commands effectively without having to say without having to invoke a phrase like hey yeah. assistant. It, and I think it's one of those things that will get faster as it goes along. They demoed this on stage. Yes. And it was and it was very much it had to be a it definitely seemed like it had to be a very intentional look like the lady who was demoing it she would look at the screen and like stare She's for two gazing or three into google's eyes <laughs> and then she would say okay and then she would start so it's like if you could definitely tell that like it takes a second for it to recognize you so there's a pause there that has to happen before you start giving your commands so that it has time but this is also google we're talking about they are going to refine that algorithm yes, more absolutely. they gather data that's that I can, they have to start somewhere. I think the telling thing for me was the fact that they were willing to live demo it on stage. That tells me that they've got it to a point where it's usable. They wouldn't do that if it was going to blow up on them. (laughs) I I agree. I will say those onstage demonstrations, while not always perfect, are still normally very controlled environments. Sure. So we have no way of knowing just how live of a demo that was. Yeah, that's true. I do do believe you. I I believe them. I believe them that it should work more or less as shown. In fact, I'm inside baseball. I have several of the the smaller seven inch Nest Hub, and at the time they were just Google Hub um, right. displays. I never bothered to pick up a, a Max. I'm going to go ahead and order one, so I might as well do it while we're here on the show. Actually, um, there you go. so it. when that 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 does seem like something they're going to. I think it's interesting to see them bringing that to a device that's been out for quite some time now. Yeah, um, and they didn't bother announcing it. Not they couldn't do a holiday time period announcement of a, you know, an upgraded one, but again, it's a freaking glorified picture frame with assistant built into it. So yeah. uh, as long as it's got the processing, it should be able to get it done. I would think so. so. But I'm, so, yeah, I mean, they didn't have any, the only other kind of bit of hardware they showed was absolute possibility for vaporware was mm-hmm. they showed real quick that, you know, some, a lot of the things they talked about um, were very like first baby steps into Yep. Things, services and things that they would need to create to give you a really robust AR experience. And one of the things that they did show was some AR glasses that they're working on. It was obviously a prototype. They showed a woman speaking and it was doing live translation of a foreign speaker and the, like the translation was coming up on the glasses so they could see it in the AR environment. So cool. Like that's the stuff that I'm excited for is this AR stuff where this ends up heading as someone who wears glasses all the time. I want people to be able to integrate this into your existing glasses. That's something that I don't see a lot of. It's always, you have to buy these bulky weird frames that they have. And then I'm going to be blind anyway, because I'd have to get my, I'm, I'm basically legally blind without my glasses. So, you know, they would need to 
have it work with my prescription and all that. So I'm always wondering about that. I want them to put something out that I can clip onto the side of my glasses that then turns my glasses into an AR frame. That's what I want to see people working on. But they're at least starting to show this stuff where it's coming out. And there was a few things. And and we talked about it briefly when we were pre-potting, but there was um, there was a thing that they showed um, that they demoed on the stage where you basically you would take your phone and kind of like run it across like a, a shelf of something, you know, like they, right. they used the chocolate bars as chocolate. an example that they were showing yep. where, you know, they, they ran it across and then you could speak to it and do a search where they said, you know, dark chocolate with no nuts and whatever. And it put the search terms up there. And then in real time, it kind of went through and then highlighted the bar on the actual shelf, looking through the sort of AR view yep. for exactly what you were looking for. Very gimmicky, but well, I want to believe in the idealistic need for that. So the, the two things I'd say, back to real quick, the translation stuff. Yeah. That's one of the most compelling use cases for AR I've seen yet. Absolutely. The ability for people to communicate through a language barrier. I, I've never had more of a moment of just saying that, there you go. If yeah. you do that thing, just just be, be do that thing because that has such incredible meaning for so many people in so many environments. Yeah. And so it's such a great way to, to, you know, the way these companies always talk, it's about bringing people together. together. That would be a way yep. to actually do actually that do tangibly. It. Yeah. So there's that. And then going back to the more idealism for a second, what you're describing there with, you know, scanning a, in a store, scanning a, a, a shelf of different food types. I would love to think that the main application for that would be I think of a family member of mine, for example, that has a very aggressive food allergy to certain nuts. Yes. And to yep, be able absolutely. to very concisely scan and and know with more certainty, okay, this thing that I'm wanting to get, is there a hazelnut anywhere near this thing? Like that can be very, very important to know. Um, that's great. But where that idealism for me starts to fade away and where my fear starts to creep in is remembering that we're talking about a company that is almost entirely driven by search and ad tech revenue. Sure. Um, I'm terrified of, they, they, they were very intentional how they phrased it in your chocolate bar example about they, they snuck in the word, you know, the, the highest rated or, you know, and I get they, they're implying like from reviews and things like that, yeah. but it's not a huge leap to get from which one of these got more than four stars on Google shopping to who paid to boost their product to the top of the list, just yep. like people can pay to boost their search, search results to the top of a Google top search of page. Yeah. And that just, that level of I'm standing in a store, I'm staring at a shelf of like products, and I'm going to have a you know sparkling halo around the one that had a company with deep enough pockets to make it stand out from the yep. others. That just that at a terrifyingly micro level places a ton of power in 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 the possession of people who have those just deep deep advertising pockets to further push out and uh, demolish people who might just be just happy to have their product on a store shelf. It took yeah. everything they could to get it there. That kind of ad budget simply might not exist or doesn't but, exist for a lot of these brands. And that that is another component of the eventual squashing of them in an entirety. Yeah. And I, and I, I definitely had that pessimistic view as well, because without a doubt that will happen. Like I, I can't see that not happening. Right. Um, it, it's going to happen. But I, when I try to take a more idealistic view of it, of I think, of, I think of things like, um, and we have to do that with technology. Yeah. If we, if we let ourselves are, go all the way down there, the rabbit hole, we'll get nowhere. Yeah. People who are visually impaired, who can have absolutely um, yep. increased magnification on their phone. So yep. instead of them having to go down an aisle in a grocery store and, and 
put the package right up next to their, their eyes so that they can yep. read this thing. They can scan the whole shelf with their phone and say, I'm looking for X. And then it will highlight that so they can find that without having to, you know, it, just, it closes a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, or sorry, it opens up a lot of boundaries for people who yep. are, who have impairments that would limit them. And it gives them a lot more freedom for them to be able to do the things on their own and without needing to request help and those kind of things. I mean, I have to imagine that that would be a big deal for a lot of people who have those kind of impairments. Oh, we're, so. we're talking about using technology to otherwise empower people. And that yeah. that's the thing that goes, that comes full circle to the translation, to the health benefits, to yep. the, to the, to helping people who are doing some kind of physical you know, issue to your point, anything that's, that's doing the thing. Again, yeah. do that. Yep. It's just focus on I, that I, instead of the other right. thing that we talked about. Yeah, right. Because we're just, but unfortunately, it's that innate pessimism that comes from living yeah. in this space yeah. for as long as we have. It, I can't help myself anymore, but play it out to those conclusions where it's like, okay, yeah, here's all these benefits. Well, it comes back to an episode we had not too long ago. What's the cost? Yep. What is yeah, well, what is what, the, the social cost say, of getting that tool? Right. They're also going to say, you know, that's we are going to help all these people and, and help you make these, these translations easier, help people with visual impairments. We're going to do that. How do you think we pay for that? You know, they're going to say we pay for it with the advertising dollars. We, you can't sure. have this without that. So it's, it is, it's that trade-off. It's that what's it cost us as, as the human race, what do we have to put up with so that we can get these what things? What check are, are we willing to write? But I, right. I, I go back to our earliest example of the whole reason they can make these big bets in the first place is those aforementioned truckloads of money that continue yes. to drive through yep. the front gate. So yep. there's a much larger conversation about what is enough and what, and I'm not talking, these are for-profit companies that are there to serve their shareholders. I, I, I'm very much in with how this whole system works, but there are still limits, I think, to just, just be better. Just yes. let's just look yeah. at the thing and say, how about we just do this because it's a great thing to do. Be happy that yeah. we can and not have to inevitably walk down the path of, well, you know, we could tap another trillion dollar market by right. it. Yeah. Why a, was the first a, one not good enough? Yeah. You're a trillion, you're a trillion dollar plus company or multi-trillion at this point, probably you're profitable. It's not like you're making a trillion dollars and losing money, you know, right. do, do a little, do a little goodwill for us here. <laughs> Help us out. Well, it can be goodwill that still grows a company. Yep. Is it maximized growth? Not necessarily. Sometimes it's, and this is getting way in the weeds, but sometimes it's okay. Our social cost discussion. I just feel very strongly. Sometimes it's okay to leave that maximized market untapped. If the social cost is too it's high. Too much. Yeah. We're not talking about you not doing the thing and not making money. We're talking about maybe leaving 10% on the table because the cost for that 10% is our souls. Yeah. And at some point, there's just like, where Someone's is gonna have that to make line? that call. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, coming full, full circle, that comes back to leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's, that was a lot of pessimism. As always, right. I've got I've got that innate of optimism there that I do believe in that leadership. I believe those people do. Ex- I believe they're there. They have the capacity and the empowerment to make these decisions. They still have to make them. Yes. But yep. It, the, the the ability is there. Yeah. So and, and I mean, yeah, they and they showed and, you know, just to kind of put a put a bow on this, just to cover sure. all the things that they they talked about, they did bring up some other improvements to their other software Absolutely. as well. That was very cool. Like they have some maps, maps had stuff some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they, you know, they're doing, they're bringing this like full 3d mapping that they do to more, um, more cities where you can actually zoom in and 
not just the street view where the cameras have gone through and taken pictures, but they've actually 3D rendered the city. So you can kind of do fly throughs of the city and look at the city in a three dimensional space, which I thought it was insanely cool. And it's going to work on basically everybody's phones. You can do this on any phone or tablet or whatever and do these insane fly throughs. And they're now one of the really cool things. And I mean, it's a little gimmicky, but it was still kind of neat. They're actually bringing those kind of fly throughs to the interiors of some buildings. So you can actually, they showed an example of a restaurant where they were actually able, you're actually able to like fly your camera inside the restaurant and look around at the setup of the tables and where the kitchen is and where the hostess stand is and all this kind of stuff they had. And they said that they, they put that together with like they didn't bring their camera in and do a three-dimensional like LIDAR scan of the room. They basically went out and gathered pictures of the restaurant from all the different mm. angles and their algorithms actually constructed the 3D space based on multiple images of the interior and then kind of extrapolated it out and made it able to be flown through with their 3D software, which I thought was, you know, the technology of that's insanely cool. But then the ability to do that is also pretty cool that, you know, you can go, I've never been to london more than a stopover you know layover on a plane on my way to another country so like i'd love to look around london you know and they've got that in that city i can fly around through the streets i can go into buildings and look around and it's kind of a way to immerse yourself in the world without actually ever having to leave your living room and i mean that's a little sad when i say it out loud but it's still kind of a cool thing to be able to do to have the ability to do that even have the option yeah it's kind of cool Nope. There, there continues to be just a lot of, a lot of ability for all these products and going back to Google as more of their services and the, the, the broader scope of Gmail and maps. And they're bringing back wallet and all these other, yeah. you know, tent poles of the services that make these physical products worth it. You know, you pick up a pixel phone and the power of that pixel phone is all the Google services that you're stepping into and having yeah. access to and having the first party best, exp- hopefully first party best experience with all those services. That's, that's the hope. And that I think for me at the end of the day was the big, again, the thread through this entire event, kind of wrapping up the event as a whole for me was to sum it up in a word pixel. Yeah. Because I, I do think their lack of direction, I, I see the beginnings of a direction formulating where they, they at least realize a strong Google is built on a strong pixel lineup. If yep. they can align the watch to the phone, to the tablet, and then you get to Chrome and, 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 yep. and, and all, all the things, that unified front of first party Google done Google's way approach further enables all these other services to be the best that they can be and make a compelling use case for a consumer, for a small business, for whomever is looking to use these devices. So that's where... That's where the power of that direction can come from. And I'll temper it with if they can stay the course. Yeah. They have, they have to, to not, deliver they have these to products. Let that ADHD take over. They need to not get distracted. They need to actually deliver the product line yeah. all the and way through gonna, software it, and hardware. It's going to require not just engineering talent, but product talent to say, this is our direction as a product family, knowing that we're not going to get there in six months. This is a multi-year right. strategy, and it's one they have to see through. This can't be we're gonna te- we're gonna spin up our forty-fourth messaging app. It, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's not gonna work that way. I mean, th- it's got to be 
we and we know it's going to evolve along the way, but at its highest 50,000 foot level, here's where we are, here's where we want to be, here's the signpost moments on that path, now let's get walking. And this read to me and viewed to me as the, the first of many steps down that path, but going back to Google's stumbling point through so many of these experiments in the past is they have to stay the course. Yeah, they, they just stop to. in the middle and kind of go, all right, that isn't working rather than spend the time to make it work. Let's start something. Wipe off the whiteboard, start over. And just, so. If they can stop that, then I think we can get there, but we'll, uh, we'll, we just have to keep our eye on it, I guess, and see where they go. A unified Google. Well, on that actual bombshell, I think we will uh, start to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Make sure you catch us next week. Cody will be back for a regular show. Uh, Let's see. We're going to keep up our weekly release schedule and then not going to announce it all here now, but we are going to have our social media stuff starting to spin up very, very lightly. Watch for an announcement there. We'll tie that into an upcoming show. And uh, yeah, I think that was was it for this week. So we will wrap it up on that and catch you next time. Later. Thank you.